Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary, spiciness, and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colac and District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it going, Max? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, week of the holidays, done and dusted. Yeah. For you. <laughs> uh, I've had uh, kids in the classroom all week, but yesterday... Um, was the start of their school holidays. I've still got a few days left. Yeah. <sighs> but Christmas is just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, how's things going? Yeah, pretty good. Keeping busy? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are you in the Christmas spirit, kind of getting ready for Christmas? Or yeah, sort of. Come around too quick? <laughs> <laughs> like, this time next week will be a Christmas episode. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Uh, but uh, we've got a, a, an interesting-looking show ahead of us. You've uh, you've found a couple of things that are very, very different indeed. So uh, without further ado, let's find out what's new. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Rightio. So what have you got there? They look... Uh, very different indeed. Yeah, they're chupa chup drinks. <laughs> so last week we had drink inspired chips. Now we have lollipop inspired drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, we had chupa chup uh, popcorn this year, didn't we? On the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is chupa chup flavored or chupa chup inspired um, soft drink. Yep. Uh, two different flavors there. Yep. Got the strawberry and cream flavour and mm-hmm. the grape flavour. Right, okay. Well, which one are we going to start with? Can go with the strawberry and cream if you want. Yep, so strawberry and cream is the one of the two flavours that came out in the popcorn. And it's like when you think of a chubba chub, that's probably the, the go-to flavour. You think strawberries and cream because it's not something else that you get in many lollies. Yeah. Like, they do the, the jelly on a plate, raspberry and cream things with the Allen lollies. Yeah. Oh, it's very... Um, Bubbly. Carbonated, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks kind of fluffy, actually. Yeah. Um, it's a pink lemonade style. The outside of the can has... Uh, so, it's a sparkling um, drink. Yeah. Hence why it is so bubbly. But... Um, <laughs> It's kind of gone with that creamy soda look. Yeah. Like it's uh, pink and light pink swirls. Yeah. With with bubbles all through. So, okay. The bubbles have started to dissipate. Now we're down to like a, a strawberry water <laughs> look. 
What's the smell? Oh, man, I can smell that. <laughs> so it's uh, quite potent because I don't have a sense of smell. It's that really sickly sweet medicine-y kind of smell. Yeah. Like super <laughs> chemical sugar. Yeah. Um, There's... Any warnings or threats on the, the label? 41 grams of sugar per can. Right, okay. So we've been warned then. Have a sip. Let me know what you think of the uh, the taste. It's not too bad, actually. Yeah, it's strong. Mm. The the carbonation of it gives it a really bubbly tang. But then, it often when they do strawberry flavored things, they don't give as much strawberry flavor as they could. This has turned the dial up to eleven. And you can taste the cream too. Mm. It's. It's pretty much like they've put strawberries and cream in a blender. Yeah. So it's not like a smoothie, but it's like a smoothie. Yeah. You've still got the the sparkling water taste as well. You know how sparkling water is very minerally? Yeah. So it's kind of got that, and then on top of that is this strawberry milk water taste. It's a bizarre combination, but it tastes really nice. Yeah. And then at the same time, it doesn't taste nice. <laughs> it is a weird, weird... I don't know what it is. It's definitely something that I probably wouldn't have chosen. Mm. But, yeah, it's weird. It, it's it's so odd. It's The, the mineral taste makes me kind of, ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. But then... The, the strawberry and cream taste is just outweighing it. Yeah. If it was a flavoured milk, it'd be two thumbs up straight away. Yeah. But because it's flavoured soft drink, it's... Oh, it's not even soft drink. It's carbonated water. So it's not quite the same. Or is it carbonated sugar water? I don't know. <laughs> There's something a little bit off. It's, it's the the... Aftertaste is the the fizzy, salty, minerally water taste. Yeah. If they'd, if you, if it didn't cleanse your mouth while it, while you were drinking it, then I'd be all for it. Yeah. But um, what's your thoughts? I don't know. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah. It is a whole mess of what the. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it, but the lasting aftertaste I don't like. Yeah. I like the initial sip, but then, yeah, I'm not a fan of after you've drunk it. Yeah. If I could keep drinking it, <laughs> I'd like it. But then once I finished, I'm like, no, I didn't actually like that. Yeah. It's weird. But, um, okay, then, that was uh, round one, the strawberries and cream, the chap and chap inside. What have we got for uh, the second flavour? Grape. Okay, grape chapa chap. Oh, and already when you're pouring it out, I can see the uh, the change in colour. Oh, and again, it is such an intense smell that I can smell it. Yep. And again, it's medicinal. That's it's all the the childhood medication that where they tried to dress it up as oh this is we'll just pump it full of <laughs> sugar and that'll make you want to drink it. No, it didn't work. Yeah. And it's actually a pink colour. Yeah, or it thought it would be purple. Purple, like the Hubba Bubba purple. Yeah. But yeah, this is bordering on 
know, is it rosé, <laughs> the wine? <laughs> uh, very, very fizzy still. Yeah. But it didn't fizz as much. Like, it was almost a foam layer with the strawberries and cream one. That would have probably been the cream. <laughs> Quite possibly. Okay, have a sip of that. Let me know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what I thought it was going to taste like. Yeah. Chemical. Yeah. Ugh. My goodness. I don't think that actually tastes anything like grape flavouring either. Like, I, I always pair everything back when it's grape flavour to Hubba Bubba, because that's the the chemical grape flavour. Yeah. This is even worse. This tastes like petrol. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure, again, if it's because it's the carbonation and the, the mineral-y aftertaste, but the strawberries and cream definitely had a nice taste going in. This tastes... Ugh. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> almost poisonous. How much sugar does this one have? Oh, I dread to think. Oh, same. same. 41 grams. 41 grams, there you go. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of grape-flavoured things at the best of times, but this one, I think, has done itself no justice. <laughs> um, what do you think? Yeah, it's just really sweet. I don't think I'd be able to get through the whole can at once. Yeah. Um, out of two thumbs for each? I reckon one thumb for both. <laughs> in total. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I think I'm in a grants there. Uh, we'll take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll pop those up on the Facebook page. Let us know if uh, you've ever tried the Chupa Chup flavoured drinks. If so, do you have a favourite do, do, do they compare to what we just tasted? So that's the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. We'll be back after this to check out Toasties. now on Afternoon Delight to check out this week's topic, which is toasties. Now, uh, I've not come across these before. Yeah, neither. Giant uh, marshmallow treat bar block, (laughs) call it what you will. And they're produced by the Rainbow Confectionery Company. Yep. So this is a New Zealand company that... uh, Kind of kicked off in uh, 1884 by Julius Romerson, who was a Jewish immigrant. Uh, he began manufacturing confectionery in Dunedin in 1884. And it's said that his first confectionery making was done at home in the wash house, or the kitchen area, uh, where there was a boiler and equipment to shape and wrap sweets. <laughs> From there, uh, by 1888, he built a two-story factory in Great King Street, which is now the premises of... a. Uh, University Bookshop, and his business grew to include the operation of three retail shops in Dunedin, and then by 1890, he started to include starch-moulded confectionery, as well as boiled sweets and chocolate tablets. Mmm, yum, (laughs) chocolate tablets. (laughs) Uh, His products were highly regarded throughout the country, and at the 1890 Dunedin Exhibition, he achieved the highest award for fancy confectionery. Um, He sadly passed away in 1935, 
And so the business, J. Robinson Company, was put up for tender. Moved forward two years to 1937, and Jack McNamara, backed by a group of Dunedin investors, acquired the plant and recipes and established Robinson's Confectionery Limited. So it's now passed hands to a completely different person. Still keeping the, the name of the business, though. In 1943, the business became known as Regina Confections, and the name was devi- uh, derived sorry, from the Regina brand that was being used by the company to describe their various products, including soft-eating caramels and chocolate fruits. 1949, Jack McNamara then moved the business to its current site in Umara, uh, and it's officially opened on the 17th of November by the Minister of Industries and Commerce. Charles Diver, the confectionery chief and floor production manager, was then tasked with utilising any waste product from other lollies of the time. And between the early 1950s, about 1952 to 1954, the original classic Kiwi lolly, the Pineapple Chunk, was born. (laughs) In 1954, a joint venture was set up between Regina and Scanlon's Goblin Sweets to produce chewing gum. And by 1970, a separate factory for chewing gum production was completed on the Regina site. In 1972, the Scanlon share of the business was taken over by A.W. Allen of Melbourne. Hmm. Where have we heard that name before? Uh, Many products were manufactured at the Umaru factory, including gums, jellies, toffees, boiled sweets, compressed tablets, chocolate, muesli bars, bubble gum and chewing gum. So quite a broad spectrum there. Yeah. Uh, some of the renowned products include pineapple chunks, marshmallow, cinnamon bars, and the bubblegum collector cards, which were manufactured under license. Then in the early 1930s, along with some other Wellington entrepreneurs, uh, Mr. C.D. Castle considered Regina a useful vehicle for expansion, and so under the name Charter Corporation, they gained control of the Regina board. It um, became the Charter Regina Empire until it collapsed in the the (laughs) share market crash of 1987. And by 1988, it was replaced into receivership and ultimately liquidation. (sighs) You you just let these people come in and... uh... (laughs) Regina was then purchased by a consortium comprising Umuri Corporation the Umaru Licensing Trust, and a Dunedin businessman by the name of Nat Craig. And then the business was renamed Regina Limited, 1988. (laughs) Um, In 95, it was sold off to Nestle. They closed the factory in 2001 and then moved the production to Australia. Then in 2002... Um, Innovex Holdings purchased the building from Nestle and established Rainbow Confectionery. That month, the new company, along with some of the original staff, started producing marshmallow, gum, fondants and chocolate. And there are many other products uh, from there. They expanded in 2016 to acquire an additional 2,000 square metres of factory space. Um and now they uh, manufacture a range of over 200 different confectionery lines. But they are committed to uh, all those Kiwi lollies that are staples. <laughs> so um, the, all, all, that, uh, all that work 
got bought out by Australians. Isn't that the way that it goes? <laughs> Any Anything good from New Zealand gets claimed by Australia. But uh, Rainbow Confectionery on that site are still manufacturing today, and that's where these toasty bars have come from. That's part of their uh, Rainbow line. There's a, a couple of different uh, sorts there from uh, the Rainbow and then Rainbow Classics. So... Uh, Rainbow Classics have things like uh, Mini Pavlovas, Fizzies, Jubes, and Kiowana mix, whereas the Rainbow Lines have uh, all the other Choc Caramels, Strawberry Hearts, Sour Mix, Pineapple Chunks. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be having a look at the uh, the Toasties, which are part of their Marshmallow range. Um, they do manufacture just marshmallows as well, kind of your stock standard ones that you'd put into cakes and Rocky Road. <laughs> uh, or you might toast them over the, the campfire. But then they've got candy bananas. Um, interestingly, what used to be called Eskimos are now called Emos. Oh, okay. Hmm. In the politically correct world that we live in now. Um, but, yeah, we'll take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back to uh, have a look at the toasties um, right after this. Time on Afternoon Delight for us to go head to head, or it's more just putting the spotlight on, I think. (laughs) Uh, Today, the uh, the toasties from Rainbow Confectionery. Now, these are a similar look to the fish that New Zealand, they have the chocolate fish that they manufacture. It's a marshmallow center um, and the same consistency for the perky nana as well. Yep. With the, the outer chocolate layer. But uh, Toasties, what can you tell me about Toasties, Max? It looks like just a flat marshmallow coated in chocolate. Mmm. But there is an additional ingredient. Toasted coconut. Yeah. So it's coconut-coated marshmallow. (laughs) Then uh, smooth chocolate over the top. You can actually see bits of coconut through the chocolate on the outer layer. Mm -hmm. So it's a a decent coating. The marshmallow is light and fluffy despite the fact that it is heavily compressed. Yeah. So it's going to be quite chewy. I'm predicting. Max has gone for a, a bite there. What's the flavour doing for you? You can taste the chocolate mm. and the like creaminess of the marshmallow. Yeah, the I was expecting the coconut to do a lot of the heavy lifting, considering how much is in there. But it's it's almost non-existent taste-wise. Yeah, the marshmallow is very very sweet. I'm getting bits of coconut kind of left over stuck in my teeth. And that's about all it's doing. I'm not actually tasting. I was expecting that to have a much more prominent flavour in the overall toasty product. Yeah. Like a, I don't know, was I expecting a coconut flavoured marshmallow <laughs> perhaps? Yeah. Maybe. Because there's a lot of coconut through it. Like chocolate coating, coconut, and then the... The marshmallow. I can see a heap of coconut. Why can't I taste it? I can taste a little bit. But yeah, it's such a gooey marshmallow centre. Yeah. It's very... It's kind of... I'm 
pulling it apart. It's very fibrous, <laughs> but oh, so sticky. Yeah. It's like if you have toasted a marshmallow just to get the outer shell, like crispy black, then you get that gooey inside. That's kind of the consistency of uh, this particular treat. Yeah. And it peels off the um, the chocolate. Like, it's been set inside it, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't stick around. It's kind of foamy as well. Yeah. So people might be picturing kind of the Pascal marshmallows, which are a lot more solid. This is really light and fluffy. Yeah. Hmm. And delicious. <laughs> uh, what What are you calling it? Yeah, I reckon it's pretty good. So two thumbs up, probably. Mm. And packaging-wise, like it's in a, a plastic wrap. They've gone with a uh, it's an orangey-yellow background. Yeah. Kind of looks a bit beachy, palm trees and stuff like that on the, the outside with the coconut. Yeah. Replacing the O in toasty. So we probably should have said that off the top of the <laughs> the show, actually, that uh, when they call them toasties, it's referring to the whole toasted marshmallow. It's not like a cheese and ham or anything like that. Yeah. Because I don't think we've ever ventured into the, the, the toasty realm on Afternoon Delight. It could be an afternoon snack, technically. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the idea behind the name of this would be that uh, it is the, the toasted marshmallow flavour. Yep. But... Um, yeah, I think I'm definitely tasting the marshmallow first, then the chocolate, and ever so slightly am I getting the coconut flavour. Yeah. Despite seeing so much of it <laughs> through the chocolate and through the marshmallow. Yeah. But um, what are you uh, ranking, thumbs up, flavour-wise? Yeah, two thumbs up, probably. Yeah. It's really nice. Uh, if I had... Anything to compare it to, particularly this time of year, maybe the chocolate marshmallow Santas. Yeah. It's kind of in the similar vein, or as I said before, the, the chocolate fish that New Zealand produce. They kind of look like thong footwear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we will we will get around to doing them on the show one day. I'm going to be heading over to New Zealand uh, in the new year, so I'll see what I can bring back. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back after this with our sweetest tune. On Afternoon Delight, it is time for our sweetest tune, Max. We're kind of dipping into the uh, the Christmas <laughs> tunes. Considering yep. it is getting pretty close. Uh, and we've been looking at the Toasty Marshmallow Bar. So uh, what song have you selected for us? Marshmallow World. Yeah. So this is a, a song that dates back to the late 1940s, written by Carl Sigmund and Peter DeRose. And it was published by Shapiro, Bernstein & Co. It's about winter and is commonly regarded as a Christmas song in the Northern Hemisphere, although it doesn't actually make any mention of it being kind of Christmassy, just compares the snowy look to a marshmallow world. Uh, it was a hit for Bing Crosby, uh, backed by Lee Gordon and his orchestra. Um, that was recorded in 1950, peaked at number 24 on the Billboard Best Selling Pop Singles, 
Other artists uh, who've recorded over the years have included Ray Anthony, Vic Damone, Johnny Desmond, Arthur Godfrey and Vaughan Monroe, who uh, all did their own interpretation of it. And it was featured in uh, a Malcolm in the Middle episode called Hal's Christmas Gift during a scene involving a destructive vehicular encounter. But uh, not sure how that really compares the snowfall to marshmallow <laughs> or whipped cream. Um, but yeah, lots and lots of different uh, covers of it over the years. The version that we're going to play for you is a duet between Bing Crosby and Ella Fitzgerald. Here it is on Afternoon Delight. This is Marshmallow World. <laughs> It's a marshmallow world in the winter When the snow comes to cover the ground It's the time for play It's a whipped cream day I wait for it the whole year round And those are marshmallow clouds being friendly In the arms of the evergreen trees sun is red like a pumpkin head it's shining so your nose won't freeze and the world is your snowball see how it grows that's how it goes whenever it snows the world is your snowball just for a song get out and roll it along it's a yum yummy world made for sweethearts Take a walk with your favorite girl. Mmm, it's a sugar date. What if spring is late? In winter, it's a marshmallow world. It's a marshmallow day in the winter when the snow comes to cover the ground. It's the time for play. It's a whipped cream day. And we wait for it the whole year. To remember that those are marshmallow clouds being friendly In the arms of the evergreen tree And the sun is red like a pumpkin head It's shining so your nose won't freeze You must remember that the world is your snowball See how it grows, that's how it goes Whenever it snows That there was our sweetest tune, Marshmallow World. Gets you in a, a Christmassy kind of mood. Yeah. When it comes to marshmallows, what's your uh, your go-to? Do you have a particular favourite flavour or type or uh, brand? I, I know Pascal get thrown around quite a bit. Whatever's in the pink bags. <laughs> yeah, I that's the Pascal ones. That, yeah. <laughs> so pink or white? 
the I I don't think that they actually taste different, but yeah, I was going to say they different flavors. Well, apparently yeah. they are because I've got kids that I've had in Scouts before that refuse to have one or the other. <laughs> like they, they they won't have the white one because it tastes different to the pink one. I'm like, I'm positive they're exactly the same. It's just the color. Oh, okay, yeah. but uh, definitely a white toasty uh, center in the the tasty <laughs> bar that we just had. Yeah. But let's spin back the hands of the clock and uh, check out on our Facebook page what people would like to see brought back to the lolly shelf. Let the world see what you have got. Bring it all back to you. That's right. It is time for our uh, semi-regular segment on Afternoon Delight where we ask you what previous sweet treat out there that no longer exists would you like to see back on the shelves? And uh, today we're going to have a look at the White Knight. Now, have you had a White Knight in your life, Max? I'm not sure. So it's a a chocolate-coated, chewy, mint-flavoured bar um, that was uh, originally produced by Hoadley's Chocolates and then later by Nestle. They were kind of a a staple of the school canteens through the (laughs) mid-90s. And uh, they they were packed in uh, blue and white... Uh, wrapping similar to the length of a curly whirly or um, uh, cherry ripe, but it was a lot longer and thinner. And on that blue background, it had a picture of a knight on a horse. And the slogan was the mighty mint chew. Now it got discontinued in 2016. So, uh, not sure if it would have been around that you you would have had the chance to nibble on it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. Well, it was originally it came out in the 1980s, and the bar used to lie on top of a piece of cardboard within the wrapper. Then on the reverse of that card was a picture of a fictional knight, which could be bent up and <laughs> made to look like um, a little toy or a, a background, so you could play, you know, knights around the castle sort of thing. Oh, yeah. And then children were able to trade and collect sets of knights. <laughs> um, but uh, over the, the years, the that part of the package was uh, discontinued, probably as a cost-cutting measure, perhaps, it's been suggested. Uh, at one stage, it was sold across all Australian supermarkets and discount department stores. Um, but as of 2014, it had declined to the two major supermarkets, um, before being phased out entirely after being discontinued by Nestle in 2016. But uh, let us know, what's your memories of a white knight? I remember them being quite um, chewy, like they would snap in your mouth, oh. like the old redskins. You used to be able to give it a crunch and a, a snap. But, um, yeah, white knight, what do people remember of the white knight? Would you like to see it back on the shelf? And does it sound like something that would appeal to you, Max? Yeah. It's got it's got mint, it's got <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, we'll stick that up on the uh, Afternoon Delight Facebook page. You never know. Um, recently, after talking about the Milo bar, there is a, 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 <laughs> a waft in the air, apparently, that uh, the Milo bar might be making a comeback. So... We could be moving and shaking the white knight back before you know it. (laughs) Uh, We're going to take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back with a recipe right after this. Say hey, good looking. 
time now, an afternoon delight for a recipe that is inspired by the uh, toasty block bar that we had, the the marshmallow coconut chocolate coated things. things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have we got to try, Max? Chocolate covered coconut marshmallows. Which is pretty much what the toasty sounds like, but yeah. uh, we'll see if it's a similar sort of concoction or not. What do we need? Two packets of gelatin, eight tablespoons of cold water, one and a half cups of granulated sugar, a third of a cup of cold water, two teaspoons of coconut extract, one teaspoon of vanilla bean paste, quarter of a teaspoon of salt, powdered sugar for sprinkling, eight ounces of high quality dark chocolate melted, one tablespoon of coconut oil, and half a cup of unsweetened coconut. Now, we do pre-warn that uh, it's from HowSweetEats.com, which is an American uh, recipe site. <laughs> so you do have to scroll quite a fair way down to get to the actual recipe after finding out what their dog's grandma's <laughs> favourite uh, holiday is. But uh, it does have um, American terminology, so... Uh, we are measuring in uh, ounces <laughs> in the recipe, but you can convert to uh, whichever metric measurement you use in your kitchen. How do we put this all together? Place the gelatin in a small bowl and stir in the eight tablespoons of cold water. Then set aside. Spray an eight by eight pan with non-stick spray. Then sprinkle some powdered sugar in the pan and shake well dispersing it all over the pan, covering the entire thing. In a small saucepan, combine the remaining cold water and sugar, heat over medium heat, stirring consistently until the sugar is dissolved and bubbly, about three to four minutes. Stir in the gelatin mixture, whisking and bring it to a boil. Once boiling, immediately remove from the heat and add to the bowl of an electric mixer attached with a whisk. Let it sit and slightly cool. Add in the coconut extract, vanilla paste and salt, then beat on medium-high speed for 10 to 15 minutes until white and glossy and shiny and thick. Spread in the 8x8 pan and top with a sprinkle of powdered sugar if desired. Let it sit for about four hours or even overnight. Stir the coconut oil into the melted chocolate. Once the marshmallows are set, dip half of each in the melted chocolate or dip them all the way if you want. After dipping, sprinkle the toasted coconut on top then let them sit for 30 minutes or so before serving. Too easy. So... Uh Quite a, a tasty little treat there, and one that is easy enough for kids to get involved with. The boiling and uh, that sort of stuff, you need it to cool <laughs> before you whisk and whatever, but they could definitely help with uh, dipping it into the chocolate to make little coconut marshmallow chocolate treats. Yeah. So we'll pop that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page if you'd like to have a go at that yourself. And we'll be right back to wrap up the show by unwrapping our Kinder Surprise. Kinder, kin, 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 kinder, you both 
What have we got inside this week's Kinder Surprise? Mm-hmm. Almost dropped it. <laughs> it's blue. Oh. Oh, it's fully formed almost. Has it yeah. got attachable bits or is that it? Yeah, it's got two little attachment thingos. It kind of looks like a... Is it a fairy or...? Yeah, looks like it. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's... I, w- I would say a fairy... Of some description or some sort of magical creature. So, kind of got Mickey Mouse <laughs> ear bauble hair, like the hair's up in a bun, kind of like Princess Leia or Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And then a flowing blue dress similar to flower petals. Yeah. It's like an underwater flower, maybe? Has she got gills? What, what are those things coming out the side of her head? got no idea. I'm very confused. <laughs> but apparently it glows in the dark. Ah, right. The yellow parts of it. Okay. The arms don't move, though. Yeah, she kind of looks like she's got webbed arms. Yeah. Like a... It looks like a human axolotl <laughs> slash um, creature from the deep sort of thing. Yeah. Like creature from the Black Lagoon. But uh, one of her hands is actually stuck to her head. There's no chance that it's moving. <laughs> the other is attached to her dress, so it's <laughs> it just sits there. Yeah. <laughs> Very uh, unappealing. <laughs> but, uh, oh, well, such is life. <laughs> now, um, we've got uh, just a few days left to book in your seat on the OCRFM Christmas Lights Tour Bus. It's the best way to uh, get around town and check out all the wonderful light displays. So if you head to uh, trybooking.com, look for the Colac Christmas Lights bus or jump on the OCRFM Facebook page and there's links there. And a great way to not only see the lights, but uh, to support OCRFM Community Radio Station. Yeah. You can uh, buy some raffle tickets in our Christmas raffle and win yourself some awesome Christmas prizes in time for... uh, the big man in red to come down the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is what we'll be doing next week on the show. It'll be Christmas Eve. So uh, if you've got some suggestions for what you'd like to hear on Afternoon Delight for our Christmas episode, please feel free to email lolly at ocrfm.org.au or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and yep. post a message up there. And you never know, we'll probably still be running around like headless chooks. Uh, I'm pretty pretty bad at being organised come Christmas time. I'm usually doing the last minute shop and stuff like that. Yeah. Are you getting organised for that sort of thing? or? Yeah, sort of. Sort of? <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you can join us next week. And uh, thanks for tuning in for our toasty marshmallow edition here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back next week from 3pm to do it all again. Bye. See ya. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. Hey.
afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of love and you is getting so exciting Sky rockets in flight Afternoon delight Turn